0: So, uh, let me just. Let, I'm just going to do intro and then we'll pray, okay? So the intro is this: uh, Hebrews 11:32. We've got to. We're going to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Heroes of faith. You know what a hero is, don't you? Heroes are like great people, and faith is like putting our trust in God. And and the, we come to a little list. So the writers of so the Hebrews start saying, "What else can I? I can't tell you. I haven't got time to tell you about all the other people. These great heroes of faith." About Samuel and David, and then in that list, one verse he mentions this guy Samson. And to be honest, it's almost if almost the first thing I would take out of the New Testament if I could. I just don't quite get why Samson appears there as a hero of faith. Um, well, I do sort of now, but it's—I mean, he's, one of the commentators says, and I love this. The story of Samson reads like you're dealing with a petulant, uncontrollable teenager on a rampage. And it does, actually. And so we've got to dig into the story. The story's good and straightforward. We can, You know the story. Do you know the story? Um, we've got to dig into the story a bit. We want to come to the end of what God's saying through that story. Because God doesn't do things by accident. Amen. It's not in Hebrews 11.32 because someone made a typist error, right? It's there because God said there's things you can learn from the story of Samson. Do you want to pray with me? Let's pray. Father, pray as we look at your word together. Your spirit would take your written word, would speak truth into our lives. We might know more about how to follow you, Jesus, and how to be people of faith in this generation. Amen. Uh, so uh, this is going to work, I suppose. I don't know. There's the, there's the references. You can read the, the Judges uh, 13 to 16. You can read that if you want. That's the that's the sort of story, and just the introduction. He's he's born there, a place called Zora. Uh, the time, his background, the time of Samson, the Philistines were controlling the coastal region. Israel are coming to land in Joshua. A few hundred years later, there's lots of things going on. The people of Israel have pretty much slipped. The critical thing I think about Samson's story is that they're not really at war with the Philistines. In Samson's stories, a couple of times, Samson's always works individually. He never has an army. In fact, he never has an, even a bloke with him. It's just him himself. He's a loner. He's an individual. Uh, and there's a couple of stories, at one time, when, when near Judah, when the people of Judah, are not, the the, the sorry, the Philistines come out with an army to get him, and the people of Judah, the bigger army, come and help arrest Samson. And it's quite clear that the, the, the oppression of the Philistines hadn't really happened yet. The danger for Israel at this point, listen to this carefully, wasn't conquest. It was assimilation. It was accepting as normal the fact that in the land God had given them, there were these, these pagan people who were slowly progressing from their cities on the coast inland and slowly taking over. Do you get that? Do you get the sense of how that speaks to our generation? Right? The church in the UK isn't actually being attacked physically, agreed. But there's a real danger of what I might call assimilation, of the cultures becoming imesh. Do you get me? And at the beginning of his story, in fact, the real hero of Samson, in my opinion, those three chapters, the real hero of faith is his his mum. Not even got a name of her. They've got a dad's name, Manoah, but haven't got his wife's name at all. But she's in some ways the real hero, I think, here. Because God speaks to her and says, the kid you're going to have born is going to be special. And he's going to begin the deliverance, not f- accomplish it, but begin the deliverance of Israel from the Philistines. And Samson's born and he an, has this Nazarite vow. He can't drink alcohol. He mustn't touch ba- dead animals. Uh, he mustn't do other things as well. And and that's the thing we all know is the haircut stuff. He can't have his hair cut from birth. And his mum has to not drink wine as well when she's pregnant and things. And and, and he's born And he grows up. And we all know one thing about Samson. What's the thing we'll know about Samson? Louder. Yeah. Right. I I, I don't think, I don't think that Joshua, sorry, I don't think Samson was actually massive. Because in the story, he's really strong. This picture here, by the way, by the way. Laurie was really upset that you didn't make paper planes of his stuff, but I found you made paper planes of my stuff. Yeah, put it down, put it down that side, okay. But in, in the, you can colour those in if you want. That's jo- that's Samson carrying away the gates of Gaza. Can you see how big the gates are? Right, and, but but all through the story, I don't think Samson was like. Like Goliath, huge. Because the Philistines say, "What's the secret of your strength?" And if he was like massive and, and hench, they would know. Do you get it? Where did his strength come from? Where did his strength come from? Yeah, you see, every time he does these mad things, it says it says the Holy the Spirit came on him. So well, next slide, come on, we go go. Oh, well. There's a picture where he's born. That's the Valley of uh, Sorek, where he's born. Pretty, and. The next slide I think will be not going to be very good. There's the story. The first thing he does, oh, Samson, Samson. Oh, the first thing he does, the first thing we get, he goes into a Philistine city, sees a woman, and says, "I want to marry her." And he comes back to his dad and says, "Get her for me." I mean, literally that. I found the woman I want to marry, dad. Get her for me. I mean, that's not the way to talk to your parents ever. <laughs> Look at me when you find a woman or a bloke and you decide to tell your parents that they're the one, don't go back and say, get her or get him for me. Did your kids do that? No. Samson's just bare rude. It's just bare rude. And in that situation, that society, I tell you, that it was a patriarchal society. The dad would have been in charge of what goes on. Always would have proved who the person you married was. And on his way to Get her married. The parents give in because that's what they do. And on the way to, to get her, this thing happens where she's sees a lion. And he pals, and, and, and it says, you know, his strength is supernatural. And this, I think, is the first time it's recorded. It may be the first time Samson realised what was going on. Very weirdly, and this is a, a sort of sideline, some um, Israeli archaeologists have discovered this medal, which is about 11th century, about the right time, in, in Israel which they think may be struck in memory of that story. Can you see? It's it's no, 3,000 years old. And it's got this like lion figure. And this might be a man, do you get? It's only about an inch across, so quite a small little thing, uh, which ties into the story. Samson, the guys again here are going to do, they're going to take the story, I'm taking the, picking the story out quite fast. I want to get to what it means to us. But all through his story, he doesn't appear like a brilliant hero of faith. He goes to Gaza. Gaza is like infil- enemy territory. What are you doing there, Samson? But, but he just walks in. And of course, when he gets there, he goes to, to see someone. And I can't use the word because I had the same word with Rahab and the same problem. But he goes to see someone who works in that same same area. Uh, sorry? Nighttime economy, that's the one, yeah. And, 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 and he sleeps with her, and, 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 and keep, keep drawing, kids, keep drawing. And, and he sleeps with her, and, and then the Philistines come round and surround it, thinking, we're going to get him here. They surround the house, and Samson uses his uh, God-given, amazing strength to get out of the situation. He shouldn't be in the situation anyway, but, but he's still got the gift of God. It's, still, it's not like, whoops, sorry, oh, there he goes, whoops, oh, dear me. there's a gate. Uh, Medi- uh, old Towns is not, this is not Gaza. That's been long since ruined and whatever. But that's a sort of, I think the sort of gate it was. But there'd been wooden gate and it been on like, it would have hinges that weren't screwed in. They'd lift off, that makes sense? And it says that Samson picked the whole thing up. It's only, of course, an artist's reconstruction. And carried it all the way to Hebron. That's a really long way. Although the text may mean just carried it in that direction. Right, it's, again, you think, how did he get out? How did, were the light watchmen asleep? But it says the Philistines surrounded the house. They're waiting for the morning to get him. And Samson got up in the middle of the night, picked up the gates and went off, which is a tremendous feat. It's a tremendous sign of God's victory over the Philistines. But why he was there in the first place? And of course it gets worse because immediately after this, you know this bit, he gets to it, sorry. Oh gosh, I'm not doing well here. There we go. Uh, this is the bit everyone knows, that he falls in love with this lady called Deborah, again, almost certainly Philistine, in the same area, and, and nothing against Deborah's, and nothing against... It's, what, Delilah? Oh, yes, Delilah, Deborah. Mm-hmm. That's a different, that's a judge, sorry. Everyone knows the story of Deborah, Deborah which is not this story, Delilah. And, and, and oh, you know, his weakness is obvious. His weakness is palpable. It's embarrassing almost when he's a hero of faith, but his strength is amazing. And even in the time when he gets biggest defeat, when he tells Delilah the secret of his strength, and the Philistines shave his hair, she shaves his hair, and the Philistines capture him and put him in prison, still he manages to turn that to a victory over them. Because it says, I love, I love this phrase actually, oh goodness sake, it's not going well today. It says this: the hair on his head began to grow again. It's rather like that verse in John when, 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 when Judas goes out to betray Jesus, and John's gospel just says quickly it was night. But the hair on his head grew again. So he's been captured, been stripped, he's put in prison, he's made a a fun of. But it says his hair and his head grew again. God's promise and faithfulness is somehow so much bigger than however fallible you can be. I don't think. I don't think I'm this bad. I don't think any of you guys are as bad in terms of your moral laxity as Samson is. If that's what you're, if that's if you are, let me know afterwards. Okay, we'll do confession stuff. We've done that, haven't we? Samson is the, is a hero of faith because, and in way, some ways, because he is such a weak character. It's, he's there because God's gift is for real, but it's God's gift. It's certainly not his doing. And 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 he even the Nazarite vow thing. You know, he shouldn't touch dead carcasses. But his first thing is going to that dead lion and pulling honey out of it. He does it all wrong. But God said, I'm going to use this man, this baby, before he's born to begin the liberation. What Samson does in history, he doesn't free the Israelites from Philistines because at this time they're not really fighting. What he does, he stirs them up. What Samson does, a single man, in a, always in a quite small area, he Really starts doing stuff and killing Philistines and getting, and they get start getting angry and aggressive. It's Samuel in 1 Samuel 4 who will win the, win the battle, who will combine the tribes of Israel together and destroy the Philistine power. But at Samson's time, they're not really an enemy, it's assimilation that's danger. And God used this man and his slightly unusual character to do his purposes. Hey, here we go. See if we get there. Can you read that for me? You see, I think he's in the heroes of faith because he illustrates that something about faith is about God. As I said before, and I've been preaching here, it's not how strong your faith is, it's what your faith's in. When I walk on a rickety bridge crossing uh, a, a, a chasm in the in sky, the important thing is how strong's the bridge, not how strong's my faith. I have to have faith enough to stand onto it. Do you get? But the bridge is no stronger if my faith is stronger, is it? Is it? It's the strength of the bridge that matters. And when we're talking about faith, we have to keep remembering our faith is in God. And he is unbelievably faithful. He never lets anyone down. And when he makes these promises, only he can do this thing. Only thing can, I mean, he said this before Samson was even born. This kid who's been born to you will begin the liberation of my people Israel. And God can do that. And God is faithful to those promises. That doesn't get us off the hook of li- living good lives. Let's, let's be clear about that. Right? It's, I'm not in any way condoning Samson's behavior in lots of ways. It was, it was terrible. Pre-Jesus, Old Testament, I know. But he doesn't condone that at all. Jesus says, Why can't we, Lord, Lord? Not do I tell you. Luke 10. We have to f- live holy lives amongst the pagans. But God's faithfulness is not dependent on our obedience. God's faithfulness is not dependent on whether we get it right or not. And sometimes God chooses to use people and situations to do his purposes where I think, oh my word, that is either woe or amazing. And Samson, I think, is in the heroes of faith for that reason, to remind us that the gift is from God The power is from God. The authority is from God. The purpose is from God. It's building God's kingdom. We're not building our kingdom. We're building God's kingdom. Amen? It's nothing to do with me. I want to be there, God, when it happens. (laughs) But it's to do with you. It's your power. Samson uses his gift very selfishly quite often. But it's still God's gift. And God still works through him. I think I'm going to land it there, Laurie, if that's okay. Do you want to stand? Just want to pray for my memory to get Deborah and Delilah wrong for a bit. <clears throat> <laughs> so let's just take a moment, showing. Some of us face situations I know where our strength isn't enough and there we have to just dig into God. Some of us know too well the times that we slip and fail and don't live up to the calling that we have. We're forgiven, but sometimes there's still a sense of, oh, let you down God. Let's call that out, there's no place here. We're not just forgiven, we walk absolutely free God chooses to put his love on us but he's the one who delivers. It's not Lauren, it's not me, it's not the church warden, it's not the PCC, it's not whatever it happens, whatever you take it out. It's God. It's his church. So if you feel any sense of, I'll let you down, Lord, for goodness sake, just look at it. No place here. Take God's complete forgiveness and love for you. And know that his purposes are not thwarted by our getting it wrong. God is faithful. What is said, he will do. What is promised, he will deliver. Thank you, Lord, that in the lists of the heroes of faith, there's a Samuel and a David, he wasn't so good either in some ways, and a Samson and a Laurie and a Denise and a James and a Mark and a Noah and a Stephen and a Debbie. bless your name. Amen.